Hello? Hello. Oh my gosh, this is weird. Hello, hello, hello there. Can can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. That's that's weird though. Aren't you supposed to hear yourself though too? Oh. Cause it sounds like a it sounds just like speakerphone. Hello. <laughs> I can't figure out how to get them. Right? It sounds like a walkie-talkie, though, a little bit. Kind of. Oh, yeah, that's fine. We had it to fix it. It's up. Go. You start the show. Start the show. Come on. What show? We're just testing it out. You start the show. I'm not starting no show. <laughs> I thought he was talking to himself this whole time. <laughs> you thought he was, like, going crazy? Well, that's not anything different than any other day, but I, I just thought he was, like... <laughs> talking to himself like about a book or something or uh, he does that all the time he was doing he was doing his own um um what is it a book review no what is it when they get gathered together and they're like uh, book club (laughs) yeah i thought he was like a you know audio books i thought he was like this is mark Rivera, and this is my audio (laughs) book oh is that what he does that's what i thought he was doing because sometimes he'll start preaching to i don't know who but I thought I thought that's what he was doing, and I came in and I was like, "Hey, sexy!" And then he's like, "Oh, talk to my sister." I'm like, "Oh my god, I didn't know you're on the phone." <laughs> yeah, this is going live right now. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about yourself. How is it, you know, being married to, you know, that man that talks to himself and likes to preach to the wind? Can you please tell us a little bit of what it's like to, you know, be his wife? Steph, you- go ahead. Take the lead like you're on the show right now. So she's your special guest. That's go what for she's it. doing. You can't hear it, though, huh? Oh, I was like, you can't hear? Well, it's pretty adventurous. I must say every day is a new day with its own challenges. But I just try to stay present and enjoy God's gift that, that he gave me, this husband of mine with all his um how do you say <laughs> joys and trials okay very interesting <laughs> um for everybody who um is out there that's just joining us um we have our guest speaker today Cassandra Rivera married to one of the of LA Street Ministry uh, you know, she was just kind of telling us how adventurous it is to be married to somebody who is unpredictable, uh, to say the least. And, you know, what better person to have on the show today as a, you know, debut uh, than the wife of the man, uh, the man who, you know, is going to be, you know, the other um, public figure on this podcast. So is there anything that you would like to warn the audience about? You know, maybe, I don't know. Do you have an inside scoop or something you would like to tell us? (laughs) An inside scoop? Do I got some dirt on him? Wow. I mean, is there something you want to say? Like, you know, because you're the one who spends the most time with him. So what what can you tell the audience to be prepared for? What kind of show do you think that, you know, given all the freedom, you know, to be able to be himself would create i think he's very unpredictable at times in in a good way sometimes he can say some pretty profound stuff that even as his wife surprised me that (laughs) who knows maybe it's the lord talking through him where i'm like wow that was really insightful 
And <laughs> other times I think when he's um, thinking about what he's going to say, he can get tripped up in his words. But when he actually just calms himself and is himself, he, he can say some pretty amazing things. And um, yeah, and I think through this podcast, <laughs> you'll be able to get a little glimpse of his personality because one thing that he has is real. So he won't be able to hide who he is for too long. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is, that has to be probably one of the most exciting parts about, you know, having the opportunity to work with him is that that is very true. Mm-hmm. You know, he will not be able to hide him, his true self for too long. So he'll try to, you know, create this persona at first. But I think think that like you said when he just lets god um use his um voice to speak to the people it comes out in a more natural way and that's the message that the lord wants for him to give to the people a lot of times even from personal experience when i think too much about what i'm going to say because i want to you know be impactful or stand out um it's me talking and when I just let God use me and let his words flow through me I think that that has a bigger effect than whatever else I could possibly come up with and you know we go back to the word of God and where it says you know lean not on our own understanding but you know count on the Lord for all things so I definitely, definitely, definitely can agree that sometimes we will, as speakers, stumble, um, you know, with our words. But don't look at us and think that we're supposed to be perfect because we're trying to do something different. We're just the same, just like everybody else. And, you know, with the hope and a dream that through whatever vision God has given us, we'll be able to make a difference. Even if it's just in our own lives, in the lives of our families, and in the lives of those that are closest to us. Is there anything else, Mrs. Rivera, (laughs) that you would like to share with us? Mm, No, I think this is good because, like you said, no matter what, even if this reaches one person or nobody, I think this is also a self um, kind of self-care, you know, to be able to take the time for yourself and do something that is your passion and hobby. And it does take a big sacrifice for the family as a whole to set aside sometimes, but it's it because you're able to reflect and, and share and just have some time, whether it's, um, with a family member or a friend, you're able to just have some some self-care time and, and reflection and that's always important to self-improve yourself and just be a better person each day for yourself and others and I know that it's probably a more difficult task right now for you because you are you know uh, a new mother you just joined the mother gang not too long ago so oh yes yes yeah, so please <laughs> share um, a little bit more about what that experience has done in your life in your marriage and Oh, it's transformed everything. It's transformed who I am as a person. Um, it's transformed our partnership. It's it's a whole new season. It's a whole new role uh, in, in every which way. It's humbling um, because as much as you try and be the best parent that you can and you try to make everything perfect, obviously we know we can't be perfect, but it it 
it's 10 times more when you have a child because you want to show up and be the best that you can. But there's only one perfect parent and that's God. And that's all who we can lean on because it's unpredictable and you could have the best intentions for the day and, you know, and they're going to have their own plans and it's going to sidetrack everything. So whether that's cleaning or making time for your husband or making time for yourself, it's, it's completely unpredictable. And it's just about being present and enjoying the season that God has put you in. So to all of those who are listening to us, um, what is your advice coming into motherhood for the first time? Like what now that you can reflect on, um, you know, preparation wise or um, organizational, what did you do that you thought was unnecessary now that you have the baby? And what do you think now you could have done to prepare you more, if anything? I don't think you really can prepare in the beginning, especially the first month, I thought to myself, oh, I should have taken this class or that class, or I should have consulted that person and that person, you know, whether it was a lactation consultant or taken parenting classes or done certain things. But truly, I think that God chose us to be parents and um, you're going to learn and make mistakes every single day. And all you have to do is show up and be the best that you can be because there's always something that you're going to forget or things aren't going to be perfect for myself. I know I wanted to make sure everything was clean and in place and I read every baby book there possibly was. But once you experience it, you have your own story and every child has their own personality. So what may work for one person won't work for the next person. So just be patient with yourself and and just um, you know, be kind to yourself and give yourself grace because, uh, again, you're just learning every day and just soak in all those moments because even though she's barely going to be going on six months, I feel like time passes by so fast and you can already reflect on times and moments that you may have stressed out and, and missed something beautiful that, that was going on. Absolutely. I think that that's probably the most important thing that – take you know to heart is to be very patient and enjoy the time that you have right now because time does move really quickly and, and especially when you have children you notice that time um, and you notice the wear and tear in your body when you don't take time out for yourself your children are going to grow up and they're going to do their own lives and then you're going to be it's going to be you and your partner again you know and it's going to mm -hmm. be you trying to figure out like what do I do now with my time because you dedicate all your time to your children as they're growing up and you try to be the best parent that you can be you know but at the end of the day they just they're borrowed they're mm -hmm. there for just a brief moment in time and I've always heard the best thing a father can do for his children is treat his wife well amen and <laughs> And, and I think that also goes, it can feel selfish sometimes, but I think that goes as mothers as well. The best thing you could do for your child is treat yourself well and be the best example you can be. You know, you can tell your child how to eat, how to behave, but if you're not doing that for yourself, how can, how can they learn? They learn from watching and they're watching every move that you make. Exactly. And, and then it's true that, you know, kids, they don't learn by what you tell them, they learn by example, by how you mm -hmm. behave. So if there's something in your child that you're not liking, then maybe you might want to adjust something in your attitude. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it most definitely doesn't come from any other source than 
the parents, you know, and I do know because I have a, you know, a school age child. And when he went to school, I noticed how everything started changing. But I also noticed that he has boundaries and limitations and he knows what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. So it's true. School will influence teachers and other students will influence. But if you set good morals and principles and a good foundation in your child's life, it's going to be real difficult for your child to become, you know, influenced by others because they'll know like that deep within them in the back of their mind, they'll be like, my mom doesn't like it. My dad is not going to approve. And that little fear is, I love it. It's wonderful. And, you know, (laughs) and it might sound, um, I don't know, just kind of like, sometimes I feel like I'm a drill sergeant to my child, but it's like, I know what that world can do to you. So I'm like, I'm going to prepare you for that world. So mm-hmm. I just think that we can never, uh, you know, show enough love to our children. But at the same time, the discipline that we give to them at home is going to help. Not only in school for teachers to be able to have an easier time teaching the children, but then when they grow up and they go into the working world and they become independent adults, they, that always sticks with them. That discipline is something that is just needed for the rest of your life. Yeah, I read that um, there was four basic structures of what we all need, even as adults and children, as the parenting role. And that's discipline, joy, emotional regulation and um, structure. So I feel like those four things, uh, again, we have to we have to model them for our little ones, you know, so how we interact with others, how we regulate our own emotions, um, not shelter them, but, you know, so that they could see how we interact with others and how we set boundaries. They're able to do so for themselves as well. Exactly. That is that that is the truth right there. Just how um, as Christian families, we you know, learn from Jesus Christ and what he left behind for us, just like that, our children learn from us. And if Mm -hmm. we model, um, you know, those kind of behaviors that are worthy of being copied by our children, then you can be um, satisfied in knowing that your child is going to be okay. Your child, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be so worried and you're not going to need to hover over your child either because you know what you're doing. You know that you're setting that standard for them. And it's very difficult in the world that we live in because um, there's no more boundaries anymore. And in the world that we live in, you know, there's a lot of things that people say, oh, it's okay. You can do that. Like, it's not, don't worry. It's just one time. But in the long run, it has a bigger effect, you know, on the future generations because we're just letting these little things get by. And then those little things attract bigger things. And the next thing you know, a lot of the things that were once um, not accepted are now being accepted. And then children are growing up confused. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, why are we allowing that, you know, and, and who's going to do something about it? Who's going to stand up and we can't even say, Oh, you know, somebody's going to rise up against all of this, um, all of this freedom that the world is allowing to come into our homes, but you in your home, you have control about that. You in your home, Mm -hmm. you can be an example. (coughs) You in your home, um, you can, you know, talk to your children, communicate with them. We already know that they're going to be a, a, um, 
what's that word I'm looking for? Exposed to it. Influence. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be influenced and exposed, you know, by media, by TV, by other peers in school. Um, but then you get to your child before somebody else gets to your child. Nobody knows your child better than you do. And mm-hmm. I know, like, for my child, I know when he's lying. I know when he's about to lie. I know when he's, um, like, if he's hungry, even before he says anything, I already know because I know, like, you know, when babies are hungry and they, like, do this cooing mm-hmm. thing. Well, I mean, as they get older, it doesn't change. Like, you'll know, like, they'll rub their stomach. They'll be grouchy. You know, they'll be stressed out. They're hungry. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so you kind of start reading your child. And as you get older, that connection that you have with your child, you need to keep it active. Um, throughout the whole time that they're under your roof and under even after you know because when you know your child you know what they're they're lacking and you can come and um, provide what they need before somebody else provides oh yeah and and definitely and I think today all the problems that we see you know everyone always wants to put a blame on it you know whether it's the school system or uh, you know society or drugs or all these things but you know that that's that is the world you know we that is always going to be the world and our role as a parent is to parent and sometimes we we say oh we want our child to be happy or let them grow or let them flourish have their own ideas don't impose your ideas on them well we're if they're not going to get it from you they're going to get it from somewhere else so then when something happens we say oh it was the school it was this it was that but it starts at home it really starts at the parent parenting and teaching them and and putting those boundaries and and helping them yes once they get to an age they will be able to think for themselves critically but if you don't give them anything you know give them a slate and let the world you know shape your child that those are the consequences that we see like you said there's there's less and less boundaries and then we put these little people out in the world and um we tell them okay here's here, it's like the Garden of Eden. Here, you can have anything and everything you want with no limitations. But it's it's not like that. No, it's not. And we have to be very careful. We have to be aware. We have to know what, you know, our kids are looking at, what kind of shows they're watching, what kind of things are they talking about. And I think the best way is to find a balance. You don't want to be your child's best friend because that's not what mm-hmm. you're here for. But at the same Mm-mm. time, you don't want to be that parent that your child doesn't trust to talk to about whatever is bothering them, especially through that puberty age. So you have to find a balance. You know, it's like I need to be present in their life and have them trust me enough so that I can be in their in his in their life and be a part of it but at the same time they need to know that they have to respect me because I am the parent and so I think that that's probably like where a lot of us get confused as parents and we we don't we we're either you know the best friend or we're the parent that's the last one to know everything that's going on mm-hmm. and I think the, yeah. the only way that we can truly find that balance is you know through Christ Um, Mm -hmm. because he gives us wisdom, he gives us knowledge, he gives us insight, you know, because we can use discernment to discern our children's needs. We can use that discernment to be able to know what's going on. and, And we're guided by the Holy Spirit to where our child is in need. We can hit that and, and, you know, kind of just help whatever 
situation is going on inside of them come out. And, and I think that that's probably the best thing that we can do as, you know, I mean, for me as a Christ follower, I thank God every day because I know that I'm not going through this alone. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to say that I was going to say, you know, I think the best example of a parent is is God, you know, he lays down the law, he's loving. Oh, yes. He (laughs) he gives us, you know, he gives us strict rules. But when we fall, we always go to him. And that's the type of relationship I hope to have with my, my child and future children that, you know, they they know where, where mom stands, and I have firm rules, but I'm also loving and they're safe with me. They know they can come to me with anything, and I will love them unconditionally. It doesn't mean that they won't have consequences for their actions, but I will never turn them away. And that's that structure, joy, and what was the Mm -hmm. other two? Um, Emotional regulation and discipline. Exactly. That's right there. That's God right there. He he provides all those things for his children. Mm -hmm. Amen. Man, this was like a 20-minute show Wow, this is good. We we can keep going, too, especially because it's a subject that we're into because it's children and we have children. So we're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, like, this is a daily struggle. It's like I I had to reparent myself before I could parent my own child. I'm like, you need to have discipline. What's beautiful about it is that when you talk about things, the things become more real. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. the more you say it, the more your mouth is, you know, confessing these things, the more your brain is processing it, the more it becomes real. And the more you start applying it to your life, it's the same thing. Like with the gospel, like the word it teaches us that, you know, faith comes through listening, uh, um, the word of Christ. That's the same thing with anything else. You listen to something long enough you're going to believe it. You say something long enough, you're going to start doing it. You're going to start actioning in, in that, in that, in that way. And I think that's, you know, like what you were saying in the beginning of the, of the show where you're like, it's a self-improvement, like self-growth. It is because it's like a diary. You're opening up, you're letting mm-hmm. it out. You're discussing a subject that you're really into because it's something very present in your life. And it's like, you have all this information that you're learning hands-on that somebody else probably doesn't have somebody else to talk to about. Mm-hmm. And I think it just makes you feel less alone because these are things I know it's crazy. What's been helpful for me. And I never would have thought is actually social media is I found a lot of mom blogs and a lot of, because I don't have too many people that are, you know, at this stage. Yes, there, I have mothers around me, but not in this current stage where these everyday feelings that maybe mothers forget over time or it's not present in their life. You know, it feels really nice to... Yeah, it feels really nice to to have others that that can say, even from far away, hey, it's okay. You're not alone. And and this is a season that you're going through and and it doesn't just have it all in your head constantly. You can get it out and talk about it and and make it real and put words to emotions because sometimes you're feeling something and you can feel crazy and feel like no one's going to understand you. And when someone else puts words to it, you're able to say, wow, that's, that's what, what I was it, exactly. Yes. And, and I've been able to communicate that to, you know, to my partner, to my family, when I'm feeling a certain way to say, you know what, if this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm going through. So you may see a behavior or an action, but this is what's going on inside why I'm, I'm acting this way or why I'm feeling this way, because, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling, um, 
you know, just sometimes just plain tired. Yeah, <laughs> tired. I'm just like, I'm tired. And then when you're tired, you don't think right. I was listening mm-hmm. to another podcast and she was like, don't ever say things when you're hungry, tired, or upset. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be thinking right and you're not going to be at your best state. You have oh, to yeah. give yourself time. And that's probably, as women, one of the hardest things to do because we are emotional creatures. So we're going to want to react immediately all the time. That's mm-hmm. just how we are. Just That's just, just that, that's our component. We're, we're emotional and we want to react. We want to make sure that you know how we're feeling. But, you know, when you do it out of, uh, if you're in any of those places, and I'm pretty sure there's other places throughout the day that you shouldn't be doing things like you know if somebody just told you very upsetting news and you're starting to feel sad or depressed like you don't want to say anything in those places either but you know it's like just give yourself time to think things through and I mean I couldn't stress it enough I could have saved myself a lot of heartache if I would have just allowed myself to just think it through before I open my mouth because once you open your mouth and you say things it's like not only is it, you know, affecting whatever situation that you're in, but you're opening your mouth and you're kind of, you know, prophesizing over your life already. So whatever mm-hmm. you're saying is going to have an impact. It's not just like, oh, it's just words and the words don't mean anything. No, like you're already starting, you're planting the seed already. Whatever's coming out of your mouth, you're planting the seed. Mm-hmm. I feel what's more difficult for me than what comes out of my mouth is the lack of what comes out of my mouth. So sometimes I think that I can get very flooded and I it's easier for me now to uh, communicate and say, you know, for example, if I've had a long day, you know, I work in a field where, you know, I'm constantly giving to others and then being a new mom, constantly giving to my child. And sometimes I don't have enough to give anymore. So to say, you know, right now I'm not present, you know, I'm not going to give my whole self to you right now. I need to fill up. If you can give me a half an hour, 15 minutes, or let me sleep on this so we can have a discussion because we're not going to go anywhere because I literally cannot give any more of myself. So just being able to communicate that has been really helpful. And also just thinking about things when they stress me out, is it really going to matter tomorrow or in a week? You know, if the dishes don't get washed today, is it going to matter tomorrow? You know, if the laundry is sitting in the basket, oh, well, you know, is this, am I going to get this moment back with my child? Am I going to get this moment back with my husband? You know, those are the things that are really important. I think I went through that when I was first time mother and um, I had a newborn baby and I was so used to being by myself all the time and doing things my time, my way that I would frustrate myself because I needed to get the clothes folded and put away immediately. And it was mm-hmm. like, I felt so overwhelmed because I had a goal and that was to make sure that the room was clean. But it's like, wait a minute, is it really important if the room is clean or not? Is it really important mm-hmm. if the clothes is washed? No, it's not like time that you have with your family with your children, you're never going to get that back. Like, there's always going to be dirty clothes. There's always <laughs> going to be dirty dishes. That's inevitable. Like we're not going to ever escape those chores. They're always going to be there, but our children are going to grow up 
you know, and then relationships with our partners are going to deteriorate because we're spending too much time on all the wrong things. And mm-hmm. it's so true. Like what you said, it's a perfect example of how, you know, you would keep your uh, emotions in as opposed to expressing them. And then, you know, that's another I- issue in itself because there's a lot of women out there who just, you know, just stay quiet and stay quiet. And it's like at the end, you know, they they have all this emotion inside that is just overwhelming and they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. It builds resentment. It builds because resentment. then. Yeah no one knows what's going on inside of us and then people around us you know if 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 your partner's not doing something first of all do they even know that they ways they could help or ways that they could support because you know as women we want to do it our way and we want to do everything and we want to do it you know exactly the way we want so sometimes we get upset and then we take on the world and then we become this martyr and it's like, Oh, poor me, poor me. I do all of these things. We <laughs> definitely have to learn to trust <laughs> others. <laughs> definitely. So I think that would be a big theme of uh, power and control and, and also uh, just trust. Well, now that you said power and control is actually this one method called Sonoma method. And I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but I just recently started studying about what it was because some older gentleman told me about it. He was like, you really ought to read this book. And so, you know, I got into investigating and I started looking at it. I was like, wait a minute. Sonoma Method has been around for centuries, like, but now they just, you know, like 15 or 20 years ago, they put a name to it. And basically what it is, is just letting go. I mean, truly letting go because you can't. Say that you want your partner's happiness and yet want to control that happiness. You can't say that you want your partner, your relationship, or even you to live a life of freedom when you're always trying to control, um, you know, what's going on. But when you let go and just let things happen naturally, you, you just, your whole state of mind just changes because now you're just really in the present mind, body, and soul and you're really just, you know, looking at all the little things that make up this beautiful world that God created for us. So, you know, I, I apply that method sometimes when I'm feeling like I wish I would have a different response or reaction from somebody or something. And I just say, you know what? It's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. And there's no point in me wasting all this energy wishing that it would be different when it's not going to be different. So I just let it go. And, you know, and typically, as soon as you let it go, you realize, like, wow, like, that was a burden you were really carrying on you for no reason. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so simple, but, you know, we can't control others. We can only control ourselves and our reactions. So if we're truly, you know, at peace and the energy we bring into any type of situation, we're at peace with ourselves and don't depend um you know, on our happiness, whether it's our partner or anybody of external validation, you know, and, and I also relate that to Christ, you know, I try to, um, just as you give an example, like something that is, is, uh, you know, the Sonoma uh, method, you know, I think there's so many other different methods that sometimes I feel guilty about. I'm like, okay, is this from God? Or is this, you know, me trying to uh, control my own destiny? But I don't, I think God gives us all these tools and, and, and as long as we relate them back to him and I always relate, okay, I can only, um, you know, give myself happiness and peace through God. And, and, and if I'm truly at peace and I'm truly okay, 
and, and self-validation, then even those simple things, they'll pour into things with my partner because in essence, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wanting from him, you know, him to have the power over my happiness. If he doesn't do some, something or if he doesn't say the right thing or that's what it comes down to is that, that resentment and that, that, that control that we have, you know? Yep. And it's true. Sometimes um, a lot of the things we could use like methods, um, you know, especially if you have a relationship with Christ, you feel like, okay, is this something that I should be doing? But like you mentioned, everything that we use that is provided for us are just tools to be able to truly understand why we're feeling this way. Why are we doing this? How can we make this better for ourselves? And ultimately it all comes from God. Nothing is new under the sun. Everything that we hear, everything that is said, every show, every um, uh, radio show, TV show, everything that we read, I mean, it's just um, repeated information that from people that came before us and then they came before mm -hmm. us. The only thing that changes is the way that it's presented, by whom it's presented. But it's all the same. And, and God is the creator of all those things. So we have the power to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to apply this to my life in Jesus name and trust that by making these changes, I'm allowing myself an opportunity for God to truly transform my life. Cause sometimes we do need these therapeutic methods to understand that we need like help outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah. I was going to say, I, I know I battled with that with, you know, sometimes it, it's not science against religion because, you know, God gave us science, uh, you know, especially, as a former psychotherapist, sometimes, you know, it would be criticized of, you know, no one needs therapy or no one needs these theories and these, these things, um, because all we need is Christ. And yes, that's true. But I think we wouldn't say the same thing to a doctor who's explaining, you know, how our internal organs work, just how our mind works and how our behaviors are. So I equate that to the same. There's a certain science that someone has studied and really knows the way we react, whether it's physical or emotional. And these are just tools to help manage and to help, um, you know, manage the behaviors in our life through Christ, you know, like you said, everything is, is a gift from God. He gave us this information. He gave us this brain. He gave us, you know, all of these things. And every time I see something, I think it's funny, um, whether it's a book that I'm reading in theory or some type of, um, you know, psychotherapy uh, method, it, it, I, I relate it back to scripture. Yeah. And, and, you know, and sometimes people don't realize that, you know, they'll, they'll think that it's a new concept or, you know, like how I said, um, this, I've, I've come across this called reparenting, you know, to reparent yourself, the things that we didn't get as a child to give to ourselves later, um, you know, and I find out, well, God gave us that, you know, he showed us what discipline was. He showed us what rest was. That's self-care. You know, some people will say, oh, self-care is bad. You know, that's so selfish. But even Jesus rested. Even Jesus was an example to see, you know, you need to take care of yourself first. And I can't take care of everyone because even he didn't come and heal the well, whole world. Remember he in the beginning in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth and then he rested. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, so all of these things. So, so 
yeah so as you had said I just I just really feel like uh, we have all these great tools and tips and we should be able to take advantage of them and not look at them as negative and kind of uh, build a bridge uh, for that for our mental health and for our spiritual health and our physical health those all go together and sometimes uh, sometimes that's shunned or sometimes that's looked down upon you know it's like don't feel or don't say these things just go pray get on your knees and pray and yes that's helpful but we're also complex human beings we're made in the image of God and he is we don't even under can come close to understanding him so imagine ourselves it's it, it's very difficult so we have to be able to have these different tools and 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 work through them perfect example what you said about the doctor you're not going to tell the doctor oh i don't need you you know for x reason y reason that's the same thing you we all mm-hmm. need all of these professional services because there's some insight that they can tell you that you can't figure out on your own and you can't rely on family members to expose it to you because they don't know it's like you wouldn't go to a veterinary um, doctor you know for a surgery that you need on your knee you know like you just mm-hmm. wouldn't do that so why would you rely on what your family or unless they're professionals and they're in that field, then of course, obviously, you're going to take advantage of that. But, <laughs> you know, the likeliness of that is slim. You know, for most of us, mm-hmm. we don't have that many professionals in our family who we can be like, hey, you know what? I have this issue. I have that issue. Um, for me, I'm fortunate enough. I have two of those in my family. So I can definitely go to them and be like, hey, I have this issue. You know, what do you think about it? And I know that I'm going to be able to receive, you know, professional advice and at the same time, loving advice from, you know, a brother, sister-in-law and be able to apply those to my life and, um, and, and move forward with my life, you know, without having to sit there and linger and think, oh, what, what could I do? What can I do? Like, we, we, we don't have excuses anymore. We have so much self-help out there. We have YouTube tutorials. We have blogs. We have Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Anchor, podcasts. Like, there is just so much information out there that it's an overload of information. Now, not all of it is accurate, you know, but at the same time, it's like you got to start somewhere. If you feel Mm -hmm. like you're lacking something, like what you said, you know, there's not a lot of um, family members that are in the stages where you're at with your newborn. So you found help outside in social media. Mm -hmm. And so that's comforting, you know, because, you know, you can rely on that. Mm -hmm. And we have different seasons in our life and different um, people that come in our life for, for certain purposes. And that goes as far as like, certain I would say like you said whether it's social media or whether you see a counselor at a certain time of your life it, it's just that particular time where that's what you need that that in that that season exactly and I think that again it all is relative to God that he provides all of that for you and you know the most important thing to remember is that if you are a Christ follower and if you do believe in him then you have to trust that he will guide you to, you know, wherever you need to be at the time that you need to be. 
And you are where you are because that's where you need to be right now. So learn everything that you can from it. Prepare yourself for whatever is coming ahead and use your time wisely because we don't get that time back. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you're stuck, just remember that it's a growing time. It's a time for you um, to be able to discover your purpose, discover, you know, a, a new a new way of living, maybe changing a lifestyle, adjusting your lifestyle. Maybe it's something that God wants to show you in that time, uh, in that downtime. Mm-hmm. And God will reveal himself to you. I think uh, for myself, I can get wrapped up in, oh, what you know, I didn't read my Bible this morning or I haven't been doing X, Y, and Z. And sometimes we just need to call out. And even as, uh, you know, moms or, or busy adults, we don't have time. And so just simply being in the car and sometimes when I listen to praise music and I just take a moment, you know, God, I hear God and and he speaks to me and he'll change my heart for the day. You know, he'll in, in the little ways that he does and just lets me know, you know, that kind of lights that that path for me and says okay you know you're you're going in the right direction or tell me no you know all of these other things are good but right now I need you to get on your knees I need you to pray or I need you to just read scripture and you may not know why but just do it exactly and like you said it's like God will reveal himself to what he wants you to do at that moment and you can't feel guilty because you're attending to your family all day or you're at work all day and you just you know, honest as possible can't or don't make time for it because it's just so many things going on. You know, you don't have to feel guilty for that because if you're doing everything that you do, you're doing it out of your heart and the goodness of your heart. God is watching over you no matter what. And he sees everything that's going on. But the important thing to remember is that when we do get that time to be alone with God, take advantage of that time to strengthen the relationship that we have with him. So that when we do get to those moments where we're overwhelmed and we have so much work, we're still satisfied because our cups are full. You know, we have we have everything that we need because we took advantage of that, you know, day that we dedicated, you know, our our time to him. So now we we're, we're good to go. You're OK. You're full. You have enough juice to keep you going. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you because this was an unexpected conversation and uh, my daughter hasn't been sleeping very well, taking long naps, but she decided to take a long nap that allowed me to talk to you <laughs> and also brought up again. It's just God just works in, in his own ways. And I don't know why I continue to be surprised, but <laughs> everything that I've been having on my heart or my mind, I was able to articulate and get out and keep me on my path to say, OK, you're you're doing what I want yes. you to do and ha- and keep, keep going. going. And this is. This is what I. This is where I need you, girl. <laughs> this is it, Mark. You're getting booted. We we found it. We found a new partner for the, for the podcast. We we talk. We talking real life issues over here. <laughs> is he listening? What is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> well, he said he was gonna save it and put it on. So I don't know if he's gonna want to keep it on there. Um, I definitely feel like. He should keep it um, just because whether, like you said, you know, one person listens to it or nobody listens to it, there's definitely some good stuff in here, stuff of substance. And then that kind of will mark the platform for what, you know, the street ministry is all about. 
we're not just segregating ourselves to one particular group of people, to one subject, to one thing or one ideal. We're open to being that resource that, you know, the community needs to touch all kinds of subjects. Mm-hmm. Both definitely just being present and, and letting the Lord speak through you. Cause uh, even when you don't think you have the words, he'll use you. He will. Exactly. Amen. Amen. You just gotta be willing. Amen. Just Amen. open up your mouth and then just start talking because somebody needs to hear it. You know, for us, maybe I need to, a reminder, like, you know, because my, my, you know, Eli, he's, um, he's going to be seven, you know, so I don't need if I would have another baby at this point, like I would have to start all over again. All of the things that I, you know, did before, I don't even know. Like, I don't remember what it feels like. I don't remember, you know, I definitely know that I won't take another epidural. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Because that epidural gave me, or gives me a lot of back pain. And especially when it gets cold, like my lower back, it really hurts out of nowhere. Like it'll just like, ah, you know so I definitely feel like I would do so many things differently um and just kind of enjoy that whole process but then again I mean I just I man I don't even know where to begin like (laughs) just it's just crazy to even think about it but then it's true to know like you know some of us right now are raising kids and they're bigger some of us are just having babies um some are still pregnant right now and about to give birth and it's like Everybody goes through those stages. Everybody goes through different seasons in their life. And it's beautiful to be able to appreciate everybody in all those different stages because we really don't know what anybody's going through. And it's like we can't judge somebody for, you know, how they do things or how they don't do things because everybody's life story is different. But definitely the street ministry is, or at least what I would love to see it be, it's like that comfort zone, you know, where we can mm. just talk about anything and just let it out and nobody's going to judge you for it and nobody's going to make you feel bad because sometimes, you know, as parents, you'll find out that there's just some things you're like, man, why do I got to do that? <laughs> yeah. And everyone needs a community to, to, you know, to get you motivated yes. and to do all yes. the things. I mean, I heard, uh, you know, you're, it was so beautiful to see your cousin Carla here and, and, you know, it's unfortunate, like I said the other day, I wish we lived closer, but, you know, God has his reasons and his timing, but I felt like it was so beautiful to have Carla here with you and, you know, to have a family member and, you know, we need those inspiring, it's inspiring just to have, you know, our, our, our sisters, our cousins, our family, you know, to keep us motivated and to just you know, hype us up. I could see it in you. I saw a fire lit in you. I love seeing it. I was like, ooh. <laughs> And it's true. You know why? Because I feel like what better, what better support group than your own family, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you're a motivator and when, like you were saying earlier, you're like, you know, you give at work and then you have to give to your child and then you still have to give to your partner. And then it's like, give, 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 give. When you're a motivator and when you're, you know, representing a group of, you know, motivators, um, you kind of get drained, and it's like, mm-hmm. and if there's not enough people around you that are in the same mind, same spirit, and in the same feeling, it's very difficult to move forward because you're waiting for somebody to pump you up, to hype you up, you know, because you're like, okay, so this is all I had to give, Lord. Like, I got to reboost myself now. But then when you come across people 
like that that can like you know ignite that fire inside you and keep you going and it's like oh yeah you have a plan and you can actually see it work that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's yeah and I know it's helpful for me you know to be around um you know whether it's it's like a family member like my cousin or my mom like they also um bring you back when you're feeling defeated you know not only just like like hype you up but also when you feel those times when you're like you just feel like the world's closing in on you and you're drowning and my mom always says no like don't drown in a glass of water oh yeah you know you have those moments where you're like nothing's going right everything's and you say it out loud and you're like oh it's not that bad and they can like be a mirror to you and say it's okay like things aren't that bad you you can you're you know like you can recover from this like you you're life you know we have to fall and get back up I think that's also good to have those people in your life because you know it gets tough and sometimes you get too much in your head and you get in the hustle and bustle of things and you can feel defeated like man I just can't do this anymore anymore. and it's true and I think um one of the things that I learned a long time ago and I and I think I apply it and I because I think that it's one of the most important things that has helped me to overcome obstacles um, throughout my journey is perspective, you know, because when you see things and it's negative and you make yourself believe like, man, this is terrible. I can't do this. Um, when you change your perspective and you realize like, OK, like this is a chance for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to really show myself to myself that I can overcome this little hurdle. I'm going to get through this and and I'm going to feel that much greater once I'm on the other side, because if I can overcome this, I can overcome whatever else comes, you know, after it. And it's like just changing that perspective. It's not uh, like, you know, what Mark says all the time, you know, it's not the glass half empty, it's half full and mm-hmm. and that's I mean it's true if we start looking at things as the glass half full you're just that much closer to that you know true bliss that we are looking for just that much closer because then we start to realize that all the stress all the anxiety all of the fear mm-hmm. of you know life is just really just roadblocks that we can get over. It's not a state of mind that you have to stay in forever. Just switch it up and think about it as, okay, I'm going to overcome this fear because this fear is going to teach me how strong I am. I'm going to overcome this obstacle because this obstacle is going to take me to that next goal. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help me reach and achieve, you know, what I want to. And the moment that I started doing that and not just saying that I was going to do it, because I spent years saying that I was going to do a lot of things. But then when it came down to it, I was always really scared. I was scared about what people were going to say about me. I was scared about failure. I was scared because I was not going to be good enough. When I stopped thinking about all of that and just doing it and and just applying everything that I have learned in life, I noticed a big change inside of me because I matured. And I started to see that it doesn't matter if I'm not good enough. It doesn't matter if I fail. It doesn't matter if, you know, I have a fear of this or a fear of that, because what's the worst that can happen? Like, if I'm down, I'm down. I mean, I can get back up. Mm -hmm. I started to get more afraid of 
not doing anything and never trying anything out and always living with the what if. And then from that point on, I was like, okay, no, like that's not living. Like you're, I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior. And he promised me that he was going to give me a life in abundance. He promised me that he was going to give me freedom. And if I'm going to accept those promises and I'm going to live with those promises and know that I have that freedom, I don't have to be afraid because no matter what, he'll work all things for good because I love him and I know I have been called for his purpose. So I apply all of that to what I've learned throughout my life experience. And it's just like, you know what? There's nothing that we cannot do. And that's truth. Yeah. It's it's so funny when you were talking about perspective. Yesterday, I saw a quote uh, that I actually thought was scripture. But when I, I looked it up, it was actually from an artist, a French um, painter. And he said, uh, blessed is the one who sees beauty in humble settings when someone sees nothing. And I just kept saying that to myself. I was like, what does that mean? And it's exactly, you know, what you said. You'll always be blessed if you see beauty in in no matter where it is, no matter where you are. If you could see the blessing, you'll always be blessed. You know, you'll always. But when other people see nothing, you'll get nothing. You'll get nothing out of a situation if you don't think about, okay, why is this happening to me? Or what is this teaching me? Exactly. And that is a beautiful way to put it. Blessed are those are the beauty and humble settings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because it's true. Like, you don't have to have a lot to be joyful. I there there's another um, person on Instagram that I like to listen to his podcast, and he goes, "What's the point of having a Ferrari if you're always going to be crying in it?" I mean, just drive your Toyota and just be happy. Like, you know, because if you're going to be having all that luxury and you're going to have all the materialistic um, things that you want, but you're going to be unhappy and miserable, what's the point? Have you really, truly fulfilled your life purpose? Mm -hmm. I mean, but if you can be happy in that hoopty and if you can be happy, you know, eating that happy meal, like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I think we spend too much time trying to find perfection, too much time trying to, um, you know, be somebody who we're not, that we forget to live life but because we're just chasing all the wrong things. So it's like after I read that, I was like, that's so funny because everybody's always after that nice car. But it's like, what's the point if you have the nice car and the nice house and all the material possessions if you can't really enjoy it if you can't Mm -hmm. really live life like it's just it's pointless you know so it's like be happy with what you have because you know when you're happy and appreciative of what you have without even trying too hard God just starts adding to it the scripture Mm -hmm. says that you know seek first the kingdom of God and all all its righteousness and everything else shall be added on to it So if you're going to believe the word, believe that if you seek him first and you put him above all things, he's going to take care of you and he's going to make sure that you're okay. And yeah, he'll even give you a little luxury if he knows that you're going to use that luxury to bless others, you know, Mm -hmm. because he will, um, Deuteronomy tells us that he will, he will bless those to be a blessing to others. 
and mm-hmm. and then that's the gift and the curse that he gives because he was telling the Israelites while they were crossing um uh, the desert, he said, and I will um, prosper you. I will make you a strong nation. I will give you everything that you need to be um uh, filled with all of your needs. Your crops will never dry. There will always be rain. There will always be sunshine. Everything that you need, I will provide. He goes, but the moment that you are disobedient and start worshiping other gods, all of that will be removed from you and you will have nothing but dry soil. There will be no rain in your crops. Your um, children would die of hunger. So it's like, you know, um, applying it to present time, he tells you, here you go. I can offer you everything, but you got to you got to look for me. I'm right here. You got to mm-hmm. look for me. You got I'm right here. I'm not going to move because I'm everywhere. So you know where to find me. <laughs> it's like yeah it's not like you, you know you need a like uh, a, a secret location type thing no like he's everywhere so you can find him he's right there but you gotta be there with him you gotta establish that relationship and a lot of times I think that that's probably one of the hardest things for us to do is that we don't want to surrender to something that we don't you know truly believe exists and that's why it's like in Matthew it says you know um Blessed are those who hunger uh, and thirst for uh, justice because they will be satisfied. You know, so it's like you believe that he is righteous. You believe that he is God and he will satisfy all of your needs. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) The other day I went to Mark and I was like, Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. You know what? There's a song. Um, but his name is, um, I forget his name right now. Eli knows, but he sings a song. It's like a little rap song, but it's a Christian rap song. And that's what he says in the background, like the whole time. (laughs) Gloria, 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 (laughs) Gloria. But it's so catchy because it's like, that's what the, um, gospel is all about. It's about joy. It's about peace. It's about having, you know, a good time, even through the hard time. It's about seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, being the light in the darkness. That's what it's about. You know, it's like that. And I think that when I tell Mark, I'm like, you know what, Mark, I really want to set something different, you know, for the, for the, um, the population that we're trying to target because nobody wants to be bored to death. Like nobody wants that. You know, we want, mm-hmm. we want fresh, we want new. I say we, because even though I'm like going to be 31 pretty soon, I feel like I'm 15 sometimes. And I'm like, man, <laughs> like, I don't even know how I did that, but I did that. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think all of these, you know, we, we want to st- the message to stay with the times in the sense of, you know, there's joy in music, there's joy in everything that we do. So bring that all together, you know, bring that into the everyday life and, and the different mediums that we use, you know, social media and, and all of those things. Yep. Amen. All right. Well, okay. So Amen. thank you so much for listening. I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, for all of those who this is going to be very, uh, it's a blessing to your life. Maybe you needed to hear something from here. You know, this is just, uh, you know, a practice recording. I don't really know if we're going to keep it or not. But, you know, we'll let the administrator of the account decide <laughs> what he's going to want to do. But this is wonderful. Thank you so much, Cassandra Rivera, for joining our show. And for bringing thank all you, your thank you. positive energy and all your insightfulness and um, um, definitely, definitely, you know, we got to make this, um, 
you know, a, a thing where, you know, we can just come and just talk. I, you know, I know Mark tries to take over everything, but you know, you got, you got, you got to tell him like, let me get some action. Let me get a piece of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for filling me. Now I feel like I can go conquer the weekend and enjoy God's blessings and just have Amen. A, a joyous here. weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe do you finish recording? I finished recording. We out. Mm-hmm.